even though it might hurt like hell. Yeah. But you can't control yeah. someone you at cannot. all, no matter what. And people always say, like, I can't. Yeah, I just want to get married, you know, like, have that, like, secure bond. Mm. It's like, but is it really? Yeah. <laughs> is it really, though? Hi, guys, and welcome back to the Relove podcast. Our guest today is Catherine Martinez. She is a self-transformational coach, author, poet, and all-around creative. <laughs> um, she helps women to awaken to their highest potential through self-discovery and self-empowerment. She also has a debut book called The Awakening of a Subtle Flower. Yes. Beautiful title. <laughs> and very aligned with why we're here today, because we're going to hear all about Catherine's unique journey of awakening and how she got to where she is today. Yes, thank you so much, Hannah, for having me. Yay! <laughs> Excited to have you. Yes. Yeah, so we're here in Bali today, but you come from LA, yes. right? Yes, I was born in El Salvador and then was raised in California, Los Angeles area. Cool. I spent 10 years in LA also, mm -hmm. so I'll probably relate to a lot what you're going to say. Yeah. But, you know, I didn't grow up there, but yeah, I know what it's like. Um, so yeah, tell me about that. How was it growing up in LA and being, you know, of a different background? Yeah. And, yeah. I think that was definitely unique because I come from a very traditional Latin household. And if anyone knows about Latino culture, mm -hmm. just like Latin America in general, it's very collectivistic, um, very family oriented. Mm -hmm. Everyone wants to stay together, be together. And there's a lot of traditions that come with it. So most of the time, Latin culture has deep rooted religious culture mm. so whether it be christianity or um, catholicism i happen to grow up catholic and then coming to a place where it's so diverse you know yeah. united states of america yeah anything <laughs> <So> goes <laughs> yeah different cultures everybody always calls it the melting pot because yeah. just so many different cultures there um different especially la right yes yeah. yes especially california like it's the one of the biggest hubs california yeah. los angeles everybody goes there everybody wants to go there the yeah. american dream all that kind of stuff so i think for me growing up it was kind of challenging to navigate just because um i needed to find my voice and my space within mm -hmm. it all part of me still was um, very deeply connected to my roots, my Latin roots, but also an another part of me was very Americanized. Mm. So what, I didn't know how to, like, yeah, what to connect to, right? Totally. <laughs> what age did you um, move to LA? Just so... Two years old. So oh, a two. Yeah, okay, so, so you I really grew up there. Yeah, I yeah. really grew up there. However, for up until I was 13, I would say, 13 or 14 years old, I would go back to El Salvador um, and I basically grew up there. Every summer, my parents would yeah. ship me, me and my brother off for a couple months that summer break, which was three cool. to four months. Yeah. Every year, we would go there. That's cool yeah. that you got to do that, though, and get uh, a piece of the culture. Yeah. So you knew, like, where you came from, and, yes. like, you still felt connected. Yeah, yeah I definitely yeah. felt really connected. That's why it was such um, a challenge to navigate, because Spanish was my first language. Yeah. And then going into English and just learning so many different cultures, you know, you, I'm one person at school, mm -hmm. but when you get home, it's like speak Spanish and do like clean, like do all these traditional things, totally right? Yeah. Wow. It's, it's two different worlds, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> and did you feel like a lot of your peers kind of related with that? Or did you feel like kind of, uh, alone in that? Like, I, I, you... I feel like 
I was pretty much alone in that and I think I didn't know how challenging it was going to get mm. until I was older. Yeah, yeah. Because for me, I just thought, okay, cool, like I'm I'm here, like I'm learning. I didn't even know I was in ESL classes, which were English classes yeah. at school. Yeah. Um, I didn't even know that until I was a bit older. I was like, oh yeah, that's right. I, I learned English while I was in school ah. because Spanish was my first language, yeah. you know? So I, I kind of was oblivious to the whole process until I started realizing, wait, like I think I'm a little bit different. The way that my friends think is completely different to me. And I think it comes from my culture. Yeah. Like you had that extra thing to jump over kind of yeah yeah and then coming back to my parents like yeah my friends do this do that and they're like oh no like sleepovers was almost non-existent in my childhood <laughs> yeah honestly yeah my my mom was like you're not sleeping over anywhere i need to talk to the parents like give me their numbers their name their full names everything like no like it was always like that very overprotective okay. um very strict i would say and i grew is up that, with. that's typical of latin culture I would say so, yeah. unless um, the parents themselves are Americanized or more modern, mm. then I would say it, it's still pretty strict. Traditional, yeah. I guess. Very yeah. traditional, yeah. Interesting. Mm. Wow. So um, in that type of household, then regarding like relationships and when you started to first explore your sexuality yeah. and everything, how was that? Was it open or did you also find it challenging? Yeah, I think... I never had the type of relationship with my parents where I could openly talk to them about different things. Yeah. And um, neither your mom or your dad. No. Mm. And it wasn't until I was older I was a bit more open with my mom specifically, but it was never like that openness of like mm. welcome with open arms. Mm. So um, growing up, they would always say, you're not allowed to have a boyfriend. You're not allowed to do this. You, your job is just to go to school, get a job, and, like, you know, pretty much, like, set the solid foundation for yourself. Okay. <laughs> and then I was like, okay. And so then for me, but obviously you grow up and, like, I'm, like, I, my mom would always tell me, like, I'm, I have such a flirty personality, yeah. this and that. Like, I, like she, I was nothing compared to her. Like, I like to dress, like, um like flirty and just like very like I, I, i'm yeah I, that's like yeah. i'm thinking about it in spanish but like the, the best word i could describe it is flirty 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 yeah. sounds cute yeah and flirty yeah <laughs> and then she was she just never got it because she was more reserved she was mm. more poised and collected and i think i was just more free and like open i was like yeah like and talking to everyone so um I obviously I started developing crushes mm. like I think my first crush was in the first grade yeah yeah I remember how old is, is first grade for me it was six years old I believe. okay oh six. wow that's super young yeah, yeah. I, I was, think I probably was that young as well when yeah you start discovering yeah I yeah. was like ooh, this boy is yeah. cute <laughs> yeah. yeah and then I didn't even know you know it's just like playful yeah 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 and so then I think that's when it started but I wouldn't like tell my parents or anything and um, even though it's a normal topic, like yes, mm -hmm. like you're growing up, you're, so normal. Yeah, yeah you're gonna you're gonna end up liking someone or finding someone attractive. It was almost a taboo topic in my household. They never, I guess, they never talked to me about the like the sex talk or anything yeah. it was more so of a things like hey like don't do it like oh, wow. you don't do yeah, that yeah. yeah especially growing up catholic it's like wait till marriage yeah. you know but i remember vividly i i think i was and that was openly school. told to you like that they wanted you to wait till marriage um can you remember i think 
It was. It was like I think it was, or it was more just so, like a you know a, a general expectation. I think it was both. Mm-hmm. I think it was more so they were kind of telling me like, hey, like you're more like a like good girls like mm, do this. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. like good girls do this. Mm-hmm. They don't do that. You know, you don't want to be around. You don't want to like do this. But with when it came with guys like my brother it was a whole different story I was like yeah I was saying like I remember vividly I was um in middle school I believe we shop at we were shopping at this place and I remember my dad having a whole box of condoms and it was for my brother oh my god yeah and I was just like for me I didn't understand it at that point but I'm like but now thinking about it I'm I was like like hmm I was like you the guy could have sex <laughs> yeah. and you're gonna get you're pretty much giving like the stamp of it's okay. almost encouraged, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, good boy. <laughs> yeah, but for the for the girl, it's like, oh no, you're just be a good girl, close yeah. your legs, everything, like wait till marriage, all that stuff. And it's like thinking about it, it just puts an idea on you, it's like that that's bad. Yeah. To be sensual, it's mm-hmm. bad. It's icky. And, and then in the religious terms, like evil almost, I would yeah, say. Yeah, in religion, well, yeah. I grew up in Catholic as well, yeah. so I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a, it's kind of terrible because um, I know my parents meant well and I'm their only daughter, so I'm like their baby girl. So they want to protect How many years between you and your brother? Only two. Okay. So he's older. He's older, yeah, okay. He's older, so I'm the youngest and I'm the only girl. Yeah, so yeah. They want to protect their little baby and yeah. everything they still do that as well but yeah. um i don't think that they really understood the repercussions that will have Absolutely. on a person's upbringing mm-hmm. especially when you're growing up in a in a place where it's so open and diverse mm. and there's just so many different cultures and you're and media is like surrounding you movies everything is yeah. so overly sexualized yeah. but you're naturally curious right yes. so um, I actually like something just popped up in my head that I remember the first time I watched porn yeah. was when I was I was really young and my parents did not have parental control over the TV mm. yet and I was just flipping through channels and I remember watching um, it came up with like lesbian porn yeah and I was like this is interesting and I remember like sensations in my body it was like it kind of turned me on yeah I didn't know anything yeah. about it and my aunt walked in <laughs> And then I just, like, I knew, like, it was bad. (laughs) Somehow I knew it was bad, and I just, like, switched it off. And I think she thought that I was actually, like, I was watching it, like, like, I was smart enough to know, like, what that was. Yeah. And that I was watching it on purpose. So my parents came to talk to me. How old were you? I I think I was really young. I would say... I don't even think I hit the double digits yet. I think I was like less than 10 years old. I okay. Was, yeah, yeah. Probably like seven. Okay. If I had super to. Young. Yeah. 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 Super yeah. young. And my parents came to talk to me. They're like, hey, like, what were you watching? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I was acting really innocent because I didn't know. Because you just, were. Yeah. It yeah. was just, uh, I just switched on. I was yeah. like, oh, this is interesting. Yeah. Like, you know. My curiosity. I'm sure. Yeah. Natural curiosity. Exactly. Natural curiosity. So when the next time I actually went to look for it. It was like shut off, like it, like they had put parental control. Yeah. But it's just certain things, right? Like, I think in a more open family dynamic, you'd be, um, I guess, more keen to talk to them about it. Be yeah. like, hey, what was that? You know. But for me, I felt like almost instant shame. Like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, like especially my aunt went going to like tell on me you know <laughs> i was just like uh yeah, yeah i don't know like i just like turned it on so yeah how could you not feel like you did something wrong you know exactly yeah yeah so i think like going back to the the repercussion part i think it just 
settled in some kind of unconscious shame yeah, and yeah. sexual shame. That's what it me. is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And to the point that I grew up, I was like, yeah, I'm like not really gonna um, have sex or anything because yeah. like nobody taught me how. One yeah. in California, they don't really teach you sex ed like that. It was more so like these are the diseases. Don't get pregnant. Yeah, don't do get, it. Yeah, don't do it. Type <laughs> of thing. And to me, there was no no really no real talk mm-hmm. about it. So I just thought, okay, I'm just, I just won't do it. Yeah, yeah. And um, the things that I would see or hear, it would just be through friends, through movies, you know, different um, like pop culture type conversations. So um, yeah, like I was to the point that I wasn't going to have sex until I was married. Like my first serious relationship, I I told him, I was like, yeah, like I'm just looking for someone. Like I'm like not having sex and like until like I know like I'm going to marry you type thing. (laughs) (laughs) And then he, I happened to like, that was like my first time like, like, like having sex, like I lost my virginity to that person. But how old were you then? Not to keep asking ages, but it's fine. No, I keep no, no, track. no. Yeah, the timeline. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting. Just, yeah. It's important. Yeah. I think it was. It was. It, we got together when we were when I was fifteen, going on okay. sixteen. Okay, so you're still like pretty young. Yeah, yeah. It, but we didn't have um, sex until I was close to eighteen. I would say like mm-hmm. seventeen, eighteen. Well, at least you were in a relationship with him for a couple of years. Yeah. So you got a little bit of, you had probably felt a little more safe. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that that's when I really I think that's when my mind started um changing towards that if it wasn't going to be marriages, it was going to be a person that I knew I felt 100% comfortable mm. with and I knew that I wanted to spend the rest of my life with this person because that okay. was the intention back then with this person. Okay. And, and do you feel like that came from you or from kind of like conditioning again of what you heard like through the religion or society? As far or, as wait, as far as wanting to be with like kind of um, to really explore safety with one person? Yeah, I think it it definitely comes from programming for sure. You think so? Yeah, yeah. Be, um I think for me specifically, yeah. my culture, my religious background and just society in general, I feel like it it really forces women to like be the good girls mm. and um to not sleep around or else you're a slut and yeah, then, yeah. Or anything like that. And then like you said everything is so oversexualized. Yes. Like it's you know to an like crazy extent exactly and it's completely now like in my journey it's like to me it's like wow like I wish that we didn't have this programming on women because it would be so much more liberating for men and women it would be much more pleasurable totally because I've always felt like there's so many taboos and shame yes I've always still felt like even after like going through um different sexual um experiences mm-hmm. i've still always felt like shame mm-hmm. i felt like okay like if i sleep around a lot i was like into the body count numbers okay i'm not yeah. going to sleep like too um, like too much around because even though if i like it or if i find this person attractive just yeah. enough to sleep with them i was just because like, i have a number and i can go over that number yeah. like the way that we're conditioned as women and young girls for you know that is like yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's crazy. crazy. I, I, um, and it puts like this taboo also to explore within your own self, not even with an external person. Yeah, it's just with yourself, like creating that connection with yourself. For me, I would say that was non-existent. Yeah, and up until recently, yeah. honestly, wow. yeah. yeah, up until recently, I would say 
a, I would say like a year or two ago. Wow. Yes. Yeah. And I'm I'm 24 now. Okay. So two years ago, 22. Yeah. So imagine like, and then yeah. I lost my, my virginity when I was, I would say 17 or 18. All the way to 22. That's like... And you still didn't have like an intimate relationship with yourself, basically. No. Yeah, yeah. No, I've always like sought after... And I was always the type of person like, I don't know, like, I don't mm. that, all that stuff. But I failed to realize that that's what nurtures mm. the the relationship that you have with other people sexually. Yeah, It's yeah. like, how are you going to know how another person is going to please you if you don't know how to please yourself? 100%. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I still find it, like, totally. a little bit weird to talk about, but it's, like, it's real. Yeah, but nobody talks about it. That's why we have to talk about it, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, for me, it was, that was just completely mind-blowing for me because yeah. I didn't realize how much sexual shame and guilt I was carrying mm. for years it's so unconscious as well I feel like it makes me sad that we, we have to do all this work to undo all of that mm-hmm. you know and um it's just uh like it's a new generation now so our parents like you said they were very traditional and they yeah. did their best but it's just because they were from a different generation right and now we have to move on Exactly. So I feel like, yeah, the only way we can do it is to talk about it like like we are right now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very uncomfortable. Like even to this day, I, there's, my parents know, but they, I've never like communicated with them. Like, oh, I've had sex with this person. Like I'm, yeah. for all they, like for all they know, like they could still think I'm a, I'm a virgin, yeah. you know? <laughs> there's never been those kind of conversations. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. They just assume, right? Because yeah. like I've been with, I've only had three serious relationships, my two past ones and my current one. So I think it's just about assumption. Yeah. But it's never like a, it's never a communication. No, it's wow. never a conversation. Yeah, yeah. 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 And do you feel like if you had been able to have those conversations, it would have benefited you a lot to know like, you know, that you were carrying like all this unconscious shame and stuff if you were able to talk about it with your parents yeah I think so um I think it would really have helped me on, on my journey to just really rearrange certain thought patterns yeah. that I had to like reprogram myself you know it's it's like it's hard yeah it's a, it's yeah, a, it's it a challenging hard. journey it's very challenging yeah so what like was the mark where you kind of started to do that or was it kind of gradual um, I think subconsciously it was gradual, but for me, I kind of got into a space. I was in college. I think like after my first serious relationship was over, I kind of got into a space where I was like, you know, I just want to have fun. Mm. I just want to have fun. Like I, everyone always says once like you have sex once, like you can, can like you just don't stop. And for <laughs> me, I was just like, uh, I mean, I could stop, but I get what you're saying. Like you yeah. just like want it more, you know, because the door has opened. Yeah. Yeah. The door has yeah. Open. But for me, it was just like, okay, let me just have fun. And the first, oh, I remember this is so crazy the first time I had sex after my first serious relationship like I literally felt so shameful so guilty so disgusted with myself that I literally the next day I went to church and I like prayed I was like God I'm so sorry I will never do this again like I feel so icky about myself and it was just like even though like I wanted to do it. Like yeah, this, yeah. I found this person attractive, and I was like, okay, cool. And it just one thing led to another. But I just felt so like disgusted with myself. Yeah, yeah. I was like, why? Why yeah. do I feel that way? Yeah. And it was just like, and then after that, like I went, kind of, um, just like reflecting on on 
my actions and my choices, I was like, but no, like I, I want to do this. Yeah, yeah. So like it's, I, yeah, it's I, so hard to know sometimes because the conditioning is so strong, so strong. It's like actually hard to know, like exactly. Yeah. yeah so I think, um, I think that was like I was gradually planting seeds in my journey, but I've always was like in that tug, like mm-hmm. tug and war type of um, going kind of back and. Back fourth, and forth, yeah. yeah. Relationship with like my sexuality, I was just like, yeah. uh, I want to do it, but yeah, oh, I don't know what are people yeah. gonna think. Yeah. Like, oh, like if my for my next relationship, are they gonna care about that? All that kind of stuff. So yeah. for me, I was just like, it was, I think, very stressful, and I didn't mm-hmm. understand how stressful it was. And it wasn't until two years ago mm-hmm. that I just woke up one day and I was just like. I want to explore more. I yeah. want to explore who I am, my sensuality, my sexuality. I was like, why do I feel like I'm like in this box? Mm. Why do I feel like I can't be myself or I can't have these conversations? And I had this conversation with my now boyfriend. He was my best friend before. And he was the only person like I, I confided in. And I yeah. told him like, hey, I want to have these experience. Like, I don't know what, who to talk to, but like, yeah, like, you know, I want to experience with girls. Like, I want to, I want to explore myself. I want to yeah. just do different things. And it was like, and you're the, like, I don't want to feel bad about it. I just yeah. want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And so then I, he took it as like, okay, let me just send you a bunch of girls. And I, and I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> I just like was finding somebody to talk to. But yeah, like that marked the, so at 22, I would say. Yeah. yeah 22, it marked that I was going to be more conscious and more intentional about what I wanted to create for my life. Yeah. And yeah. and I think that was the start of deprogramming everything. And when me and him got together through that, because mm-hmm. his his dream dynamic has always been to be in an open relationship because he was in a monogamous relationship before okay. and he did not like it at all. So he told Was it a long? He, huh? Was it a long term? I think it, I think it was about almost a year that he okay. had that okay. relationship. But he did not like how controlling and possessive it was. He just didn't like the dynamic. Yeah, he didn't like the dynamic at all. And he he's a very, I call him like an alternative thinker. He mm. just likes different styles of living, lifestyles, like just... Open-minded in yeah, general. Yeah, in general. Like not even just in relationships, just like he's always like gone against like what most people are going towards right yeah, most people like outside drink. of the norm or yeah yeah okay. most people drink and do drugs so he's like i don't do that like that that's cool. like yeah, yeah. he's just like more like that yeah and so then it was it wasn't a surprise for me when he's like yeah like i just like figure like let's just like you could choose like any kind of life you want so why not choose your relationship dynamic and his dream one was that's to have cool. an open relationship like- with a girl that actually likes girls and so then that's how we got into a relationship yeah. <laughs> so that's <laughs> his dream dynamic yeah Yeah, and his best friend because we were best friends for eight years before we got together and we've been together now for a year and a half Ah, that's super cool yeah Yeah. (laughs) so and it wasn't until me and him got into a relationship that all this opened up i didn't know that i had such shame and guilt Mm. around being sexy being sensual um, cr- like making like certain like experiences happen without like feeling like oh you like that you know like kind of like that yeah. side eye making them feel guilty yeah because he didn't have any of that wow. at all like he was like an open book how come like what how, how did he grow up that he was so open and didn't hold any of the same shame 
I think he was just. Or is it a male thing? I don't think. I don't think no, so. No, I don't. I males don't think... go up like that too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think he's just a very different person. He's just yeah. super unique. His family um, is actually Christian, but he, his mom, his her parenting style um, is just more so loving where your children are at. Like, I'm not going to meddle into anything, whatever they grow up to be. I'm going to, excuse me, I'm going to, I'm so going to nourish that. More allowing. More, yeah, yeah, more allowing, more unfolding. So for him, at a very young age, he was different. He was like very outspoken. Um, he was just very, everybody would naturally gravitated towards him. Mm. And I think it helped that he always had a, a great mindset and he was very confident in himself and very um i guess just just very sure of mm. who he was going to and be his own beliefs versus like what's beliefs. the norm society exactly that's he, cool yeah, yeah he was very set in stone in what who, cool. who he was what he stood for and what he wanted to become and be so i think that that transcended everybody else's thoughts and beliefs and yeah. anything that that's they how it should put. be i guess yeah, yeah exactly so i I think now growing up, he's always, he's very simplistic. He's told me like, yeah, if I want to make something happen, I just make it happen. It's like, okay, you want to do that? Everybody thinks like, oh, why are you asking me that? And it's like, well, do you? Yes or no. And yeah, he's yeah. just more straightforward. Cool, I love and that. Yeah. It, and he's very honest. So things just work out for him. Yeah. So he was able to create scenarios with ease. And he's such a caring and love, loving person. That people naturally trust him too, because he's very honest. Mm. So they're just like, okay, cool. Like I wouldn't do this with anyone else but you. you yeah, know? yeah. And I was one of those people too. And you felt comfortable. Yeah, because like <laughs> he was like, okay, well, well, would you have a like a threesome with me? Like before we even got together, I was like, honestly, like yeah, like I've wanted to do it, but like, <laughs> these guys are all trash and everything. So yeah. I would do it with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you needed the right person yeah. in order to be able to allow to to explore that and to feel yeah. safe exploring it exactly which just shows that yeah it's not necessarily wrong it's just like needs to be the right environment and loving he was very loving yes. for, like, towards you and so very yeah. loving yeah so he didn't have any of that but for me i had to unpack all that yeah and then that's crazy yeah. the difference isn't it yeah just by your upbringing yes wow. just by your upbringing and yeah. Un- yeah and unfortunately sometimes when you get together with with uh with a person that doesn't have that you know and you're going through your emotions Mm -hmm. they kind of like can tackle on a little bit of that Mm. sexual shame or guilt and that was a challenge in our relationship because I felt even though we were in an open relationship it was it was still hard because I didn't even know what an open relationship was. yeah you're new to all of this Yeah. yeah I'm used to everything, so I was just more in the space of like, yeah, let's try it. Like, I want to explore girls, and I like you, so like, why not? And like, but I didn't understand what would go into that, okay, fully. So and go- so, is this his first time exploring this type of relationship? Also, you said he had a monogamous relationship, but he had he been in an open relationship before? He's never been in an open relationship before, but he like an open committed relationship. Mm-hmm. It was more so like. Okay, like friends with benefits and like okay. you got to explore with different people and then like if they wanted to bring different experiences they could. Okay. But it was more casual. Okay, got yeah. it. Yeah. But like with me it's like our dynamic is we're committed to each other romantically and like we want to like build our life together. But 
um, we get to have our sexual experiences separately mm. if we want to and together also. So it's like sexually open, yeah, romantically yeah. close. <laughs> no, I get yeah. it. I get it. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. So that was like the very first time that we've experienced that and in his end and, and on my end. Okay. So with that, for me, I think like he watched a lot of videos on it. He thought it was going to be easy peasy <laughs> and that he like had this idea of it. But for me, I had like so many different questions like going into it, and I and I made it hard. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. I made it hard because <laughs> I was like, why do you want to do this? Like you know, and it's like unconscious. Like yeah. it's just like that judgment that you place upon your partner like unconsciously totally because it just yeah. goes against your your norms yeah so you have to expand your mind exactly. in order to like you're go there you're yeah. literally reprogramming yeah your reprogramming. brain yeah and your your style yeah. what i've been used to mm-hmm. then for the past 22 years so reprogramming that in like a short amount of time that it, it's trial and error yes, unfortunately for sure yeah. and it's not easy yeah anything yeah. takes a while to reprogram to reprogram yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's um definitely something now we're in a much better space a year and a half later but it's so how long was it challenging for like where you were just you know, figuring everything out and like what worked and stuff. I would say the first year it was yeah. like, yeah, up and down, up and down. And I think it was like mostly I would say my doing for sure. Um, we've had a lot of hiccups um, on both ends, but I think for me the main thing was putting him in a position where I said. I, I agreed, I willingly agreed, like, okay, like, we're going to do this dynamic, but then changing my mind, or being like, or, or putting shame yeah. on it, or yeah, yeah. being like, uh, I don't want to do this, like, why do you want to do this, you know, and yeah. his stance has always remained the same wow. since day one, Okay, but for me, it was more like, yeah, because you, you're and, unsure still in, in navigating a new area exactly and it's to me i always like think of it it's like like no one deserves to be like judged in that way or Mm -hmm. put or put something on them that's heavy however for me it was like i was navigating a new relationship transitioning from best friends to a romantic connection we we had moved in together you know and then and let alone an open relationship like for me i was still from the start from when you Got together. Yeah, yeah essentially. Yeah. But the when we were, I would say, dating before we made it official, it was just mostly us two um, creating that foundation, that bond. Okay. So we didn't really explore, like, threesomes. It was more so, or explore our open relationship. It was more so, like, let's explore each other and, like, let's mm. see if this fits. Yeah, yeah. And so then when we made it official and everything, and then when it came around, we got more comfortable. It's like, okay, like, let's, like, let's test this dynamic. To me, I was like... My my programming was like, wait, like, ah, like, this feels weird. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so then for me, it was like, uh, wait, like, I was still calling it a monogamous relationship. I didn't <laughs> even know. Like, I was like, oh, no, like, we're monogamous because we're just with each other. And then he was just like, no, like, yes, like, I'm with you. Like, I'm like, we're connected. Like, we're romantically linked, like, committed and everything just with each other. Mm-hmm. But we're in an open relationship, so it's technically non-monogamous. <laughs> I'm like, what's the difference? You know, I'm 
for me. I was so oblivious. I was so oblivious to that. Wow. Yeah. I was learning. And he yeah. he was more knowledgeable on those aspects because he got he was able to have different experiences before. Yeah, yeah. Whereas my experience uh, was he a bit I, older than you as well, around the same age? No, around the same age. He yeah. I'm twenty four, he's twenty six now. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, just like a year and a half difference. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, you seem so open-minded anyway for like just 24. Yeah. Like when I was 24, I wasn't, I wasn't there yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's super cool. What's your age now? I'm 35. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You do not look 35, by the way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you, like you're doing it early on. So yeah. So that's like really cool. Yeah. I think it was, um, yeah, it's going through yeah. it. I'm grateful that I'm able to have these experiences and able to have a partner that I'm I'm, co- I'm able to communicate with open and openly and honestly. Yeah. But yeah, sometimes it's just like, it's it's really hard. So what were the main challenges that you hit up against? Like, would you get jealous if he was with other girls? Or yeah. would he ever get jealous? Or Yeah, I think it was new to both of us. I think I was more of the jealous one. And I, I had this thing like are you gonna find someone better than me yeah i mean no like it's like uh, like i'm sharing my person you know even though it's just sexually men even though some people don't want to hear this men view sex differently as women i would say and i still don't know about this yeah what do you mean i'm i i don't know do they (laughs) i think so yeah for the most part they probably do but it's so hard to like yeah to know whether what what is really truth because again is it just our conditioning right (laughs) that's so true too and like i view it as for the most part if you're going towards like the conditioning of society that men view sex as something different as women view sex from that view from that yes agreed and for me i could understand both sides i could understand how men are like women want more of a deep connection Mm because i have a handful of friends that fall into that category. Yeah, it's almost always just end, ends up the same, right? Exactly. Yeah. And then I also have a, a handful of friends that don't fall into that category that they could have sex with someone and it'd be like, okay, cool, like, I'll see you later. Like, mm. one night stands, you know? And, um, but I think that women naturally, it's just like, sometimes, like, you want to feel, like, more connected to them. Maybe it's like, you me over dinner and some drinks and then like you're like okay let's tell me about yourself and then it could lead to that whereas men it could just be like yeah. on tinder you know like all right you don't you down to fuck like yeah. you know come over right now it's yeah, like yeah, no, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. so it, it's that difference yeah. um so for me i i saw i saw both sides of it but so me sharing a person that I really care about is completely different if I just find somebody attractive and I'm just like, okay, you'd be cute, like, for, like, to have fun, yeah. play with, and all that stuff. So um, I think I didn't really understand how men were really wired. Mm. And I thought, like, okay, well, maybe you'll find a, a girl that's, like, prettier or smarter or something when you get to talking to her. She's going to, like, yeah. you know, like, intertwine you with, like, different, I don't know, like, yeah. just different conversations. You're going to feel like, ooh, I want to know more about this. Like Totally. Yeah. And that's why mm-hmm. that I, I think a lot of people are monogamous relationships because yeah. there's that fear of, like, what if they meet someone else? Like, and it is a real thing. Yes. They could end up connecting with the other person that they're with. Maybe they would start it off as sexually and then maybe they end up connecting and exactly. it's a hard thing to navigate. It is yeah. a, a very you, challenging yeah, thing. You have to be very um, secure in yourself. And that's the thing. Yeah. And I think um, for me, it was more so I 
didn't have that natural solid security compared to to my partner yeah and um even though he would get jealous in in different aspects he was still like very much secure within himself for me it was more so i know what some girls are capable of Mm. and i know like you can't control like who you like are attracted to who you might have a deep connection with like and i have like I'm very intuitive. So, like, it's just, you know. And for me, it was more so, try, like, really grasping the idea, okay, so what if he does leave you? Yeah. What then? And I guess being okay with that, if that was to happen, because you kind of have to be, right, if it's, right. if you're allowing, you know, open relationship. Yeah. Exactly. And in, But at the same time, you don't want it to happen, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but then I realized that that in itself was also an illusion because whether it be monogamous, open relationship, mm. marriage, they could leave you. Yeah, totally. It doesn't matter what dynamic you have. Yeah. This, yeah. like, if you're in a monogamous so relationship, it would just be called cheating then. And- exactly. If you're in a monogamous relationship, <laughs> thing. your partner could be cheating on you right now. Yeah, yeah. And they could, and then that'd be okay. Like, yeah. and then they don't have to tell you nothing, and that's yeah. that, and they just go home to you, you know? Yeah. And then you find out what, like, take him back or take her back, break up or whatever. So it's like, you have to be okay with whatever yeah. it is. If they find somebody better, yeah, God, God bless it, yeah. you know? And then that, yeah. that'd be that. I guess I wasn't the person for you, you know? Even though it might hurt like hell. Yeah. But you can't control yeah. someone you at cannot. all, no matter what. And people always say like, I can't, yeah, I just want to get married, you know? Like, have that like secure bond. Mm. It's like, but... Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> is it really though? Yeah. yeah, you know? Exactly. I'm not trying to be negative. I'm just no, like... No, I am with you. No matter yeah. what, like you can never create that illusion of security. It's just not there. It's it just, just doesn't exist. It's like we're, we have to be non-attached no matter exactly. how much we don't want to like it. And it doesn't mean there can't be love there. Like exactly. you said, like you have such a strong loving bond with your yes. boyfriend, right? Yeah, exactly. And that doesn't change anything. Yeah. It just, for me, that... Knowing that, that shifted my mindset. I was, like, able to see it from an outside perspective, from an objective, non-emotional perspective, Mm. non-controlling perspective. And I was like, wait, it doesn't matter if, like, if I was just with you or if we were open. Yeah. Like, you could still leave me. And I could still leave you. I could still find somebody better. Yeah. You know? You could still find somebody better. Yeah. But... So, like, why am I tripping? Yeah. Why Why am I? Like, you know, because, like, even I'm putting problems on our relationship. I'm, put, I, I'm, like, here in, like, this, like, rabbit hole of emotions. Like, I'm jealous. I'm insecure. This and that. Like, are you going to leave me? Like, oh, what is he doing? Is he with another girl right now? Like, I'm putting that stress on myself when no matter how much, like, where you twist and turn it yeah. or how, like, how you say it, it's, like, the truth is... Yeah. They could wake up the next morning and be like, hey, I don't want to be with you anymore. Yeah. And what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. You, you just have to be like, okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. ask why. or and like, And they don't even have to have a reason to, honestly. No. It, it's just, I woke up and that's that. Yeah. So it's like, why am I really in this like bubble of insecurity? Yeah. In and this that's bubble what of emotions. It is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It all comes down to insecurity. Yeah. And that does, doesn't mean it's bad or anything, yeah. but 
trying yeah. to create the security outside of yourself rather than having it within. Exactly. Like, and asking for it from another person. Exactly. Which we just can't do. Like, it's yeah. just not possible. Yeah. It's not. So, and I don't think people grasp that. No. Definitely I think not. people think of that as like, no, well, I'm going to make him do this. I'm like, or make her do this. Like, you can't make anyone do yeah. anything, honestly. Yeah, yeah. No matter, like, I've tried, yeah, honestly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and no matter how good you are to them either or how loving or how much you can, you know what I mean, give yeah. them, it's just, a, it's still the same. Yeah. yeah. As cliche as it sounds, like, there's always, like, TikTok videos about this or YouTube videos, like, no matter how much of a good person you are, good woman, good man, yeah. it doesn't matter. No. You, like, a man or woman will not be kept by how much you do for them or yeah. how loving you are, or how pretty you are, how smart you are. They're going to be kept by because they want to. They yeah. want to be committed, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it, it yeah. just comes down to that knowing. And obviously, like, it's still, like, a learning curve for me. Yeah. But I've just gone into a space where it's, like, like, to me, I thought I, there was something wrong with me when I got to this space, like, of nonchalantness. And I'm like, you know what? Like, if you want to do that, that's on you. Yeah. If, if you. If you view it like that, mm, like, okay. <laughs> but for me, I'm just like, I wouldn't view it like that. But if that's what you want to do, okay. And then yeah. I've realized in that, um, I get more of what I want. Yeah. And you're, and you're gaining inner power as well. Yes. Like, yeah. And it's more, like, your confidence, like, shoots up. Cool. So you're just like... Okay, cool. If that's what you want to do. Go ahead. Yeah. And they're like, "Huh?" Yeah. You know, because it's like yeah. it's different. It's like when it's mean? coming from a secure place. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And when it's coming from a healthy place, yeah. a secure place, you're not just like playing mind games. Yeah, because like, people will say that like, oh, I "Don't, don't care, play mind games." They yeah. Don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I think, even though as challenging as it was, I think people need to just realize that. Most of the programming that comes with relationships is very toxic, yeah. very unhealthy, and we're we've like been, I guess, just we we're just inhaling all this knowledge mm-hmm. of of things that aren't going to make our relationships work yeah. to the highest good, totally. right? These movies, these yeah. songs, like even uh, songs. It, yeah, it's a trip when you think about it, like the amount of love songs out there and um, what they're based on, most of it is attachment. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Jealousy. Jealousy, you know. F- false desires. And exactly. Just, Over-sexualization, know. all yeah. that stuff. And and ev- I would say in almost every movie, it's like they they portray, like, this cheating dynamic, mm-hmm. you know, of characters. It's yeah. like, why put that into your mind yeah. subconsciously? You know, you're subliminally programming someone. So now everybody's like thinks that cheating is normal. Yeah. You know? And then like at least like that's what I've seen in like social media and all that stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. like yeah. cheating pranks too. It's like why would you play yeah. with like somebody's mind like that? Honestly. Yeah. So I think the whole world is backwards when totally. it comes to this. Honestly, you're speaking so much sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. A lot of people don't realize it. I mean, even myself and ourselves, like mm-hmm. we're still we will still constantly be in it. You know, we're watching movies, listening to, like, songs. Like, you know, we're just constantly bombarded. So, I don't know. How do, yeah. Do you think you should just not listen to things and watch things? Or <laughs> Yeah, I mean, for me, I think I'm very intentional and conscious about what I consume now. Yeah. Especially, like, being, like, on my, like, spiritual journey, more, like, like, conscious journey. I'm more so in a space, it's like, 
if this doesn't fuel me to, yeah. for my highest good or yeah. nourish me in some way, I can't have it in my life. It's very important to just mm-hmm. kind of monitor what you're taking in. Yeah, exactly. And that goes back to like uh, my di- my relationship dynamic. We recently had a conversation where we um, when we have shared experiences, we want to make sure that the the person is like bringing some sort of value to us right Mm -hmm. because we're not the type of people that are just like okay like one and done like all right like that's it it's more like okay like well cool like you know let's get to know each other a little bit you know just more intentional yeah but it seems like people are okay with bringing all their baggage and all their drama and pouring it onto you and it's um it's crazy like people like really do that even in friendships you know all that stuff they just like come in like let me just like put this all <laughs> on you and they, they leave you feeling like drained and low about yeah, it yeah so we found ourselves like having like these conversations with um our like other like sexual like partners and we're like why are you like bringing all these all this drama with your ex and this mm-hmm. and that it's like why do that? Like, this is supposed to be fun. This is supposed to be cool. Like, yeah. a cool experience, interchanging value, conversation. And um, so we just decided it's like, okay, like, we need to be, like, more conscious and aware of the people that we interact with. Yeah. Not important. even just, like, media or, or anything like mm-hmm. that. It's like, okay, like, what journey are you, are you on? Are you more intentional about the the relationships that you keep in your in your circle mm-hmm. are you like where are you heading towards in life you know do you have any goals maybe we could all like work on something together mm-hmm. you know just like help each other out i have these resources you have like other resources so just it's like true connections yeah and, true yeah. connections whether it be like even if it's in like in this type of dynamic right like the sexual dynamic mm-hmm. it's at least like you're creating a friendship true and still a connection a very it's strong a, connection exa- you're taking in their energy exactly. they're taking in yours exactly so why would we want to exchange energy with someone who just brings drama yeah and they have like no i guess sense of direction totally. in that um yeah. and yeah so that like that just came up because we we recently had that conversation and we were just like you know, maybe it's time to be more, be more, more conscientious. conscious. Yeah, conscientious about who like we're sharing space with. Mm-hmm. You know, and I even told um, my boyfriend this that I'm on this journey, like on my side of my journey, I'm more in a in a place where it's like I want to make sure that the connections that I'm bridging. Uh, on my side they're very much like aligned with like my values Mm -hmm. my beliefs and uh my goals Mm -hmm. like I don't want to just entertain people just for the sake of entertainment you know yeah to me it's like makes sense yeah to me it's just like at the end of the day like that's cool and all but that just means I'm just gonna waste the day you know when I could have been working on my business when I could have like we could have been exchanging ideas you know or all that kind of stuff. You yeah. know, does that make sense? No, it yeah. makes total sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so tell me about your business. How long have you been doing the coaching? So transformational coaching, yes. Yeah. Uh, I would say about a year or two now, okay. like with my own brand. I think I've always been in the coaching position, mm-hmm. counseling, advising, and different like job titles. But yeah, like for now, one to two years, and I, I've loved it. I yeah. Love, yeah, empowering women. Did you start doing it just in Bali? When did you move to Bali? I moved a year ago. Oh, so okay. I actually started it in LA, and mm-hmm. it was like 
bridging the foundation, I, I went through a six-month um, coaching program called Beautiful You Life Coaching based in Australia. It was all online. You yeah. you did the program? I did the program oh, and I got okay. and I yeah and I finished it and I graduated when mm-hmm. I moved to Bali actually cuz I moved cool. here April 2021. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So you do you, you feel that program really helped you in evolving? Yes. I feel like there's so many different ways we can evolve. It's hard to know like do you do a program, do we read books? Yeah. Yeah. I honestly I think I did that because I wanted more of a community. I mm-hmm. felt like I I needed that. I craved that to have um, like-minded people on the same journey as mm-hmm. me. So I decided to do a program and I got a scholarship for it. So I basically didn't have to pay for anything. Cool. That helps. <laughs> yeah, that helps. But I truly believe being on this journey is all about just self-improvement and, and self-development. Yeah. Through books, podcasts, um, conversations with different people. Um, yeah, just anything. You don't have to go through a program. I feel like if yeah. you have something to offer... And usually, like, the spaces, if you're a coach uh, or a healer of some sort, the spaces that you go into are spaces that you needed help in, like, Mm. before. Mm. So, for example, me, self-transformational life coaching, stepping into your purpose, helping you, like, discover yourself and, like, empower yourself to to really um, bridge that connection with your mind, body, and spirit. I needed that guidance. I needed that help. Yeah, yeah. So once I I did that for myself, now I'm like, wow, like mm-hmm. I could guide other women to do that. Cool. So it's usually the people that go through those challenges, yeah. they always like seek to help others because they Definitely. want to mentor the, yeah. those people, make life easier yeah, for those yeah. people. That's yeah. beautiful because it means it's coming from like a real place, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and what you said, like you went through so much whatever you went through, like it opened you up so much. Like you're, you're as you said, like you're your life is so like more fulfilled and open yeah. and like one of the women to feel that I'm sure. Absolutely. It's just, it really is so empowering. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I, yeah, I think the number one thing I was just having a conversation uh, with my friends earlier that we need to bridge more of a, a connection with women, especially because we feel like, okay, let, let's, let me just do it all like myself. Oh yeah. And it's like, <laughs> no, like we were like created for connection and to be like in service to one another so that's why my mantra is to always like like serve other people like to create inspire and serve Mm. because that's how we create meaningful relationships and we create a a meaningful like set of work that will inspire like different people and um i'm actually like creating a retreat this month the 25th that really helps like women like step into like their femininity more and like balance their like feminine and masculine energies Mm. because a lot of times we're operating in the masculine yeah like yeah i've seen it mostly here to be honest that's why i was like okay there's a need for it and i've been in that boat too yeah me too especially in la and I'm coming from LA as well. Yes. Everyone is so on it all the time. Like, right? They don't yeah. stop, and you don't really have the time to turn off and just I don't know, go to a dance class or like you know do things that bring you back to your feminine essence. Exactly. Yeah. And whereas in Bali, they do a lot more of it, right? And there is a more feminine yeah. energy here, more feminine flow. Yeah, that's yeah. what I've noticed. Yeah. I think it's like I can only speak for the states, but I'm sure it's like everywhere in the world. Yeah. The this like you, California specifically has like this i don't know this energy that's just so go 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 hustle and grind and you need to be this ambitious driven person i think it has a lot to do also with um 
the very like over the top feminist movements too. Mm-hmm. It's just like, all right, we're going to, like we want to be like where we do this, like be equal to men and all that yeah, stuff. Because we have to come back from where we were yeah. all those years ago, but now. But yeah, yeah, but it's like being equal doesn't necessarily have to mean that we, we take men, men's roles men's or roles. we're in our masculine energy too much in our masculine exactly. energy. Exactly, I mean, it, it should could be just even. Yeah. mean like we step back. Yeah, and we let. The men do what the, what the men do. Yeah. And we're mo- mostly like having everything work in our favor, you know, because that's our power. That's we, feminine power, that's right? Feminine like divine power. feminine power. Exactly. Yeah, beautiful. Magic power that we're just like able to be and like we we create <laughs> things, you know? Yeah. We create things without even like creating things, honestly. So it's, yeah. it, it's like... They're Allowing like, it to be created. Exactly. Yeah. It, I, I heard like this like topic um, or this quote where um women like they enhance things like Mm. if you give um a woman a house she makes a home you know if you give her a part of you like she like enhances that even more Mm. you know have you heard that about that Uh, something something along those lines yeah yeah yeah. yeah. so it's things like that women make things better is basically (laughs) what i'm just trying to say yeah i would say i would say (laughs) is that it (laughs) i I would say so yeah you need that i feel like so many like successful men that are rooted in their masculinity and masculine power in a healthy way yeah they all of them say that they thrive off feminine energy, mm-hmm. that they need that around them. They need a good woman to really make their vision flourish and come to life. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So when we're operating in that healthy uh, feminine energy, not saying that to not have any masculine, I think a balance yeah. is key. Yeah. But you're able to like help like, your significant other the way that they would want to be helped. And in return, yeah. your vision also comes to life as well because you take the direction of also a healthy masculine yeah. man. Healthy, I think that's, is that's the, the, the important word. Yes. Yeah. But as if like, it was healthy masculine energy and healthy feminine energy, oh my God, the world would just thrive. Exactly. <laughs> but that's the problem, right? Yeah. It's like, it's very unhealthy. It's unbalanced. It's, unbalanced. And, yeah, yeah. it's, it's all chaos. It's, it's yeah. very misconstrued, the, yeah. the topics of masculinity and femininity. Yeah, we definitely yeah. need more information out there about it so people can understand it. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing that you're doing work around that. Yeah. So, yeah. I think you did women's circles and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Monthly women's circles in Bali um, every month. And cool. um, yeah, doing my retreat the 25th. Yeah. Like, awesome. As like a little trial. Yeah. Yeah. We are tight on time today. So we're, we're going to wrap up. Yeah. But um, I love everything you're saying. All your views. Like she's 24, guys. <laughs> like, like <laughs> I feel like you're so ahead. So oh, thank yeah, you. I really it's amazing. appreciate it. And we'll put your notes and stuff in below so people can follow along with Catherine. Yes. Catherine A. Martinez yes. is her Instagram. Yes, and Catherine your web- A. Martinez. Catherine A. Martinez. And your website is CatherineAmartinez.com. Uh, yes. There you go. Yeah. So you could connect with me there. Yeah, and find more of her. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming. Thank you, Hannah, for awesome having me. Awesome yes. conversation. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>